What's up, you guys? It's your host, Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on Undereducated. Today, we are going to chat a little bit more about your pelvic floor, but not just the ins and outs of pelvic floor therapy like we did before. We are talking about an up-and-coming prenatal resource that you will not want to miss out on. Tune in and let's get going. She specializes in pelvic floor, among among other things, right? You do pretty much anything under the sun. That's kind of your specialty. Mm -hmm. And you've also just begun your own little side business called Birth Embodied, which we're going to get into. But why don't you just introduce yourself and we'll just (laughs) run with it. Okay. Well, my name is Sam Dawson Tandy. Um, I'm a physical therapist, like Anna said. I chose to specialize in pelvic floor PT when I was in graduate school. Um, I, people always ask, you know, how did you get into this? Cause it's a really, even like patients, they'll be like, how the heck did you <laughs> yeah, like, like, why choose, did you choose to do this? this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like, I don't know, like there was like, if there was like one day I realized, but mm-hmm. I kind of like had heard about this specialty in school and I was like, that sounds cool. Yeah. So I shadowed a couple pelvic floor PTs. I went to school at the University of Utah. Okay. And so within the system, I shadowed some of their pelvic floor PTs. And like within the first patient session I saw, I was like, oh, my God, I have to do this. Yeah. It That's was just amazing. like so transformative. Um, it was just like this way you can impact people's lives in this really incredible and like private way and you know it's just um it's a really it's a really special field I really love my job um so yeah I like knew from the get-go I wanted to do this I did like a um like a clinical rotation in pelvic floor PT Mm -hmm. so those are like I don't know 12 to 15 weeks long and we have to do you know how these schools work they make you do all sorts of them (laughs) um so anyways yeah and then I actually got hired by that company and I like immediately started you know 40 hours a week doing full-time pelvic floor PT amazing um which it's it's like such a wonderful job but also it has some difficulties I had to learn early on to like set boundaries with my patients mm-hmm. um I am like the type of person that likes to give my soul to people <laughs> if they're <Yes>. like <laughs> unloading on you and you're like okay <laughs> oh yeah like I would go home at the end of the day and be like luckily I'd, you know I was living with my boyfriend at the time now we're married mm-hmm. um and I didn't have kids so luckily I just could like go do whatever I wanted but yes. I would feel so like deflated after work so yeah. that was a really big lesson for me of like you know 
you can help these people in this hour you have, Mm -hmm. but you like cannot fix all their problems, which I feel like a lot of healthcare providers have to figure that out. Absolutely. I'm like, that's just a commonality in healthcare, sadly. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I think kind of to what you said, especially in pelvic floor, where it is kind of like this private, very personal physical therapy, Mm -hmm. you're meeting people when they... And we'll get on into this. Yeah. Oftentimes in pelvic floor therapy, you're meeting people when they have like big issues. Yeah. You're not really meeting them when it's like preventative all that often. Yeah. You're meeting them when they are feeling pretty bad. So it's like they're unloading on you for sure. Oh, yeah. You're taking this all in and you're feeling like, how am I going to fix this? Yeah. Huge, massive problem that these, you know, people are now dealing with because their problem hasn't necessarily been treated as proactively as it could have been. Yeah, and Um, it's just like, I mean, I've had so many patients tell me, like, I haven't even ever told my husband this, or, like, mm -hmm. I haven't told my wife this, or, like, you're the only person I've ever told these problems to, which is, it can be so heavy, but then also when you, like, literally just ask the right questions, like does this happen at this time? Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe this exists. And like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe someone's here to help. So that's what's like (laughs) so exciting, you know, as a PT. And like, um, that's really, I think like why I got into it. Cause it's like, it, it just like sucks that people have to feel, you know, closed off about some of these issues. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's such a vulnerable part of our body and Mm -hmm. you know obviously like there's a lot to it and like a lot of times we treat like sexual dysfunctions Mm -hmm. which I always tell patients like it is so multifaceted like this is not just a physical problem you know and like once we get into the weeds we'll like make sure you're getting the right care and Mm -hmm. I always tell people too that there's there's literally nervous system anatomy that connects your pelvic floor and like your genital region to mm-hmm. your limbic system, yeah. which is like the emotion center of your brain. So when someone's like crying in front of me and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't be, don't be sorry. Yeah. Like, and then I like whip out this like nerve fact and then maybe it makes them feel better. <laughs> I don't know. they're like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or they're like, I don't know. This girl's a weird nerd, but, <laughs> but no, I would be glad to have you like, to know your stuff and be like, oh, yeah. she really gets it. You know, that would yeah. be, builds confidence in you for me as a patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I worked at that clinic for a few years and I got just ex- excellent experience. That's ev- like the name of the game with healthcare mm-hmm. providers, especially like when you go to grad school and you think you know stuff and then you like graduate and you're like, I don't know anything. <laughs> you actually entered the yeah. workforce and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So that was really great. And then I had my, um, first child. Okay. He'll be one year old on Christmas Eve this year. Oh <laughs> he was gosh. born on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So exciting. I know he's the best. It's just like the most magical thing, but, um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I went through pregnancy. And I'm like, walk me through your pregnancy. Yeah. Were you, this was post-school. <clears throat> right. So, were you, like, hyper-aware because of all you knew? Um, <laughs> or did you kind of just, like, I would say, it? like, I'm a bad patient. Okay. Hey, that's <laughs> so, pretty healthy, though. Yeah, <laughs> my husband, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, all of this, like, all of my new, like, 
birth education stuff, which we'll get into. My husband was like, did you do that? And I was like, <laughs> uh, I know I did it. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> yeah so but I could have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a really great pregnancy. I mean, obviously I had, everyone has something. I feel mm-hmm. like someone, yes, you know, there's one, there's something with everyone's pregnancies. Yes. I had like GERD, which is oh, just freaking miserable. Yeah. yeah. That is miserable. Yeah. Like, it's that's like, like, I would like massive acid reflux. Yeah. <laughs> I would like wake up in the night, like choking. No. Yes. It oh, was miserable. So I had to like horrible. sit, I'd just sleep like sitting up. Oh my God. That's yeah. <laughs> Did he have a lot of hair when he was born? I'm curious. No. I mm. people say that. I know. I'm like I I never know if that's true or not. Yeah. People are like oh, I know. Yeah, tons of hair must have been your heartburn. I know. Or Maybe. I feel like my grandma told me like, "Do you feel pretty?" Or like a grandma, I don't know who told me. <laughs> "Do you feel pretty?" Cuz then if you feel pretty, it's a boy. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, you're like, "Excuse me?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, um I had been working for like 3 years uh two and a half or three years at the time that I uh found out I was pregnant I have to think back to like I did I do feel like I knew a lot of what was going on but I like loved it like I was so into it I thought it was so cool um as far as like my body with like what I do I don't know. Like, I would be treating, like, really complex cases that were caused by, like, birth injuries or Mm -hmm. pregnancy. And I I feel like I did a good job of, like, keeping it together, setting my boundaries, you know, like I said. Yeah. Um, And not just assuming, like, oh, that's going to happen to me, which I feel like that was really good for me. I I can imagine it could go different ways for different people. I can imagine that would be, like really crippling honestly to yeah start running through every scenario yeah of anything you've ever seen and being yeah like, what if that happens you yeah know? like I remember I was treating like a few like high degree like postpartum tears like fourth degree tears mm-hmm. and like that's it's just there's a lot to those sometimes and yeah. I feel like I kept it together pretty well not being like oh this is gonna happen to me you know totally and so I feel like that's especially I feel like that's one of women's biggest fear going into birth. Oh, yeah. At least, like, in a common conversation, if you ask them, they're like, I'm going to tear. It's going to be so scary. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like that would be kind of hard, personally, to yeah. see and be like, wow, this happens. You yes. know, it's not and just like, like ooh. You yeah. Know, I don't know. Although I will say, I do remember one pa- – like, I had, like, a few right at the same time. And I do remember one patient was just having a really rough time. Like I recommended mental health care for her, which is great. She, mm-hmm. you know, she went and that's great. Um, but she just like wasn't getting better. And I just felt like there was kind of more going on. Yeah. And then I had this other one, like really similar to her, like this, this other one. Like thriving a couple weeks. Yeah. Ago. She yeah. was doing great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so you just, I feel like you just see how different people and different like personalities and different situations like handle things Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's always people would ask me a lot are you so scared because what you do for your job like are you worried like Mm -hmm. does it freak you out and I remember being like no because people are so resilient like all of these people come in here whatever their situation is they tell me how much they love their kid like and how much they you know things like that and I no, just it feel was like worth it for the problem they have. yes yeah. people the resilience pe- people have are like it's just so admirable so I feel like that's really actually what I like kind of took from being in my line of work while I was pregnant yeah 
so yeah I had a really great pregnancy I mean I probably wasn't as active as I could have been (laughs) as like a movement specialist yeah Yeah. I was just so tired I feel like that was like the worst so anyways um yeah I gave birth with the midwives at the University of Utah I had a really great experience I was like overdue and then I did have like some blood pressure thing okay. like later on mm-hmm. um they did like a oh what are those called oh the non-stress test okay because yeah. I was like 41 weeks okay. and they're like oh yeah you need to come do this and they were like oh yeah you know it'll be like 30 minutes 15 minutes whatever and mm-hmm. then you know that whole thing of mm-hmm. like oh it's been like an hour yes and you know of course none of us want to be induced that's just like yep. obviously everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was my whole gig, and um, I asked my husband like, "Hey, can you go like ask the nurse what's happening?" And they came back, and they're like, "You know, your blood pressure's high. Here's all these reasons we think you need to stay." And I was like, "Of course, like full meltdown." Yeah. We had a doula, which was I told you earlier, like the best money I've ever spent. Mm-hmm hands down highly recommend yes. for anyone yes i know i'm always like get the doula yeah just do it they're amazing you think you don't need to do it yeah or like interview some and just figure find totally out fine. like what you you know what totally. your what their deal is so yeah we called her and you know i was sobbing and she was of course like you know i'll be there in a second so um yeah i mean my plan my loose plan was like see what happens like mm-hmm. I feel like the hardest thing about going into that experience is you have no idea what to expect. You're like, I've had some period cramps before, Yeah. you know, Yeah. I was having contractions. Oh, I had like a membrane sweep like the day before. So okay. it, it actually like worked. I've heard that yeah. those are not, it's not super common. Those like work, mm-hmm. but like I you just, you just have to be ripe and ready for it to yeah. actually do anything. Yeah. But when it, like when you are, yeah. especially at 41 weeks, like you were probably getting there anyway. Yeah. That was probably just the kick you needed. Yeah. And like, I like am such a weird, like research nerd. So like I knew the benefits of it and mm-hmm. I was like, I felt like really great in all the decisions I had to make during this whole process because yeah. I just felt really informed and like, yes. yeah, like Which that was like, really empowering. Yes. That is the whole point of this podcast. Pretty yeah. Much is like, yes. get informed make your own decision yes like, like, do your thing yeah exactly so I love that you felt really confident going into your decisions and like yeah you know, you've had the information you needed yeah I mean it's so heartbreaking to think that people like things happen without their like approval or full understanding which you know yeah just because they don't know and they don't know what questions to ask exactly and, another yeah. reason a doula is like incredible so anyways yeah so um <clears throat> I stayed at the hospital they put me on Pitocin and I was like, can we do like the lowest level? And like, I was having contractions. <laughs> I was like, I think I was like three centimeters dilated. I can't remember. Amazing. So, um, yeah, they put me on like one unit of Pitocin, which mm-hmm. is like lower, I think. Yeah, that's literally lower than like the starting. Yeah. It, it depends which like there's high dose pit or low dose pit. Yeah. But that's like literally the lowest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my, our doula was like, you know, we can start there and see what happens so anyways um the one thing that like you know you have to you always have to process things about your birth and that one of the big things was right after they put me on pitocin my baby had like a heart d cell and they were like 
you know, I was like laying, just chilling. Yes. And my doula was like, Sam, get on your hands and knees. And then like the nurse rushed in mm. and like, I'm on my hands and knees breathing. Yes. I'm like, and I remember turning to her, her name's Destiny. She's so wonderful. Love you, Destiny. <laughs> I was <Shut> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And she's like, your baby's heart dropped a little bit. Yeah. Like we're just like, we're trying to like reposition or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then it came back and then. This is just, like, why having options and, like, informed decision is so powerful. Because the nurse was, like, after, it, you know, it obviously resolved, resolved mm-hmm. you know. Um, <clears throat> she was, like, do you want to know what happened? And I was, like, or do you want us to, like, explain what that was? I was, like, yes. Yeah. You like, know, please. Totally. So they explained it. And, like, my doula was, like, you know, he he could have just like grabbed his umbilical cord like we yeah, literally don't know of the cord. Yeah, yeah yeah so I was like you know freaking out and it was really nice to have that moment of just like to pause mm-hmm. I feel like that's so helpful during birth you know the one birth I've attended which was mine <laughs> <laughs> true yeah. yeah and then yeah so anyways long story short the they gave me like a couple options and I chose to have my water broken okay um and then, which like doesn't hurt at all. I feel like some people are like, "What was that like?" I'm like, yeah. "I don't know. I feel it's like I peed invasive. my pants." Like, yeah, no, they literally have like a little. <clears throat> think of like a crochet hook. Yeah. That it literally just <clears throat> pops the back. It. Yeah, and then yeah. just dribbles out. Usually, it's yeah. not like a. Pew, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. Yeah, yeah, it was really <laughs> gentle, like no big deal. Good. And then, um, yeah, from there, like that really helped my labor progress, and um you know, I was just like in this different mindset. Like, you know, I don't even know what time it was. Like it seemed like it could have been like 48 hours or like two hours. I have no idea. I used the tub. Anyways, there's all sorts of things that were really helpful for me. Like I was in all sorts of positions. I ended up not having an epidural, but I was like totally ready for one if I went there. And that Mm -hmm. was another helpful thing about having a doula. She was like I can help you understand when it might be like a good uh, like a good time to yeah. get one you mm-hmm. know because I was like I don't want to like suffer you know I know totally it might I don't know what to expect but I yeah. don't want to be like miserable yeah so um yeah I'm trying to think oh I use nitrous oxide oh cool that was super helpful for yeah. me now I that I that. know a little bit more about like birth I feel like I used it like during the transition because mm. like I it got me through like a rough patch. Yes. And transition from like eight to 10 centimeters. That is usually when people, if they are going unmedicated, it's like when they are ready to tap out, they're like, yeah. give me the epidural. Yeah. I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah. They're starting to doubt themselves. Yeah. And you know, usually they're so close and yeah. just like, just yeah. hold on. Like, I you know. Can do it. You I know. know. That really like helped me though. And I was That's like, amazing. I was dragging on it. And I remember being like, does everybody... Does everybody not get high during their births? Because everybody should. You're like, this is great. Yeah, I was floating. I was floating in there, which was really good. I love it. Um, So, yeah, then, I don't know, like, things progressed. And then I started pushing. I felt, you know, kind of the urge. And then, you know, I was trying to use some of my PT, uh, like, birth preparation stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh I don't know if I did or not. I think at one point they were, I was trying to push in a certain way and they were like, 
we need to get your baby out. He w- he was like turned sideways and his hand okay. was by his face. Oh, stinker. Yeah, I know. What a turd. <laughs> One day he'll know. Um. So anyways, yeah. And like, you know, I luckily I only pushed for like 45 minutes, which is That's pretty great good. That's for a first time mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then he was born and you just go through this crazy experience of like, who is this? child on me yeah <laughs> and like oh my gosh I'm so glad he's okay um and then so I had a second degree tear okay and my like weird you know rush of hormones in this crazy moment of life I was like they were like telling me about it and stitching me up and I was like where is it yeah, like, you're like I need to I, know <laughs> yeah I was like please tell me like is it deep what muscle is it in you know yeah. and they're like it's okay you know focus on your baby yeah. but then I I obviously combed the medical notes afterwards. Yes. And you're like reading your <laughs> health yeah, chart. I'm like, like, oh, I know exactly where yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, I had, a, you know, it was not easy, but like it was, I had a really wonderful experience. Like yeah. I just felt really empowered. Yeah. I felt um, like I remember telling my husband and our doula afterwards, like I feel like if things went differently and like in a way that maybe like I didn't quote unquote want them to go I still would have had a really good experience because I just felt like listened to and heard so I love hearing birth stories like that yeah sorry that was so long no are you kidding I'm like you get every single detail yeah I love love the details (laughs) um but I feel like a lot of the time people who are willing to talk about their birth it's usually like because something went wrong or yeah, like they don't want to sure. talk. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like I believe everybody's feelings surrounding their birth should it's be your validated. Story. It's tell your it, story. Girl. Tell yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to hear like experiences where it's like, no, like I actually felt listened to and heard and like I felt yeah. empowered by what I knew. I just, I think that's also important to talk yeah. about. Oh, you know? totally. Cause because it, it does get like, like when you hear so many negative things or like, postpartum so hard you know it's just really hard to like well what if you have a positive experience should you feel like guilt like I remember feeling like I had a really blissful like postpartum phase and Mm -hmm. I was like when is the neat when's it gonna drop you know no I agree I remember having my first baby and being like people said this was like horrible yeah I know this is fine you know and I feel lucky that that was my experience yeah for sure you know, that's that's kind of the beauty of birth work is that yeah. everyone's experience is different, even though we all kind of go through the same thing and that we all have babies, you know? Absolutely. So. Yeah. So, yeah, my postpartum, um, it, you know, it was really wonderful. It was cri- like Christmas time. Like I said, yeah. my son was born on Christmas Eve. So, you know, we had like, I it, and the, I think it was like the Omicron variant was very, very big Mm -hmm. so I was like so paranoid Mm -hmm. you know like we only had a few people around which was again my like everyone was very respectful no one pushed back really which was really helpful because I would have freaked out I think if they did Yeah, like Like, I didn't just spend nine months making this precious thing you know totally Um, so (laughs) yeah so you know I had a really good experience I feel like that is one thing that like knowing what I know about the body and like how birth pregnancy and like all of this stuff affects your body mm-hmm. I do feel like I I was able to like really just like rest 
and that's something I feel like whenever friends text me or, you know, I've had, you know, a few people text me like days after they give birth, like, oh my gosh, you know, what is going on? And like Mm. the few things I give them to do is just like breathing exercises. And they're like, oh, you know, it's like, yeah, you need to like let your body rest. So I feel like that was really helpful for me. And like just knowing kind of the stages of like how muscle heals, how like connective tissue heals. Mm -hmm. And I do think that was helpful for me. However, it is such a trip becoming a patient. (laughs) Yes. I'm Um, like, tell us. Yeah. With that new perspective. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like there's just so much going on, like in the few days after having a baby, I was just kind of like, whatever. But you know, a couple weeks go by and like, you're starting to feel better and like, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm weird and like I like to know everything that my body's going through. So yes. I'm like, you know, in the bathroom looking at my vagina in a mirror and I'm just <laughs> like, like what is that? <laughs> and I can't tell you like how many so I like observed like a prolapse, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've seen a million of or, you know, not Maybe a million. Maybe explain what hundreds. a prolapse okay, is. Okay, yeah, I yeah, bet for sure. People don't know what that is. Yeah, so um, like the real term is pelvic organ prolapse. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's basically like I don't really know if there's a study on this, but like I feel like anyone who's had a vaginal birth like has to have some degree of it like up until a certain point. Yeah, I would agree, honestly. Yeah, because like things are just like it's just like this very acute time of healing and stuff. So basically what it is, is one of your pelvic organs. So your bladder, your uterus or your rectum, or actually your vagina itself can kind of like fall into the vaginal canal. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at your vagina and hand mirror, like I did (laughs) and many people do as you should, um, like you kind of see like a, like a, bulge or like tissue basically that wasn't there Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean throughout my practice my time doing my career you know I've had so many people come in just totally freaked out Mm -hmm. and in my experience prolapse is pretty treatable like you don't absolutely need surgery that's only for like or should be only for severe cases um and yeah, like the second I saw that, like everything I knew went out the window. <laughs> even, and I was like, you know, a couple weeks postpartum. So even then, like now looking back, I'm like, what were you thinking? Of course, like. Yes, you're in like the yeah. newborn stages of healing. Yeah, like. for sure. So um, I feel like that was just such a trip for me. Like I literally remember standing in the shower like because also your brain is just like different you know for those first little bit all your hormone shifts make you kind of wacky oh yeah like I don't I don't even know like if I had ever had to go back to work I just I don't even know yeah or like that early on that early yeah so um I remember standing in the shower being like working through my brain like okay what would I tell a patient like I kind of tried to like remove myself from my own self yes yes um and (laughs) I feel like that really helped me so in a way it was weird to become in like a patient and then also like I do feel like it was helpful yeah I bet it gave you like obviously new insight and perspective into the people you're treating yeah yeah and like you know a level of empathy and Mm -hmm. you know relatability I guess totally and like now I'm like it's not like I would judge people 
when they came in really stressed out about whatever symptom they were having. Totally. But it's like, okay, Sam, this is your job. You see this every, all the time. These people are living this experience and like mm-hmm. it's scary for them. So yeah, now having like the lived experience of going through some of these things, um, I just feel like it gives me like a lot of empathy and like understanding when people are really stressed about something. So, um, yeah. And then I don't know, I just kept healing and, um, I felt like it was really helpful too, cause I kind of like knew what to, what to do. And that's why I created this whole business. Yes. Which I'm like, like, let's get into that because I feel like what to do is where a lot of people get lost. Yeah. And I talked about when I had Natasha on a couple weeks Uh ago, we kind of ran through like what pelvic floor therapy is and, you know, like what to expect there. Mm -hmm. But like as a general consensus, like pelvic floor therapy can be expensive. Yeah. It's not available to everyone necessarily. Like sometimes you need a referral. It seems like it seems like within the system, which you Mm -hmm. don't. Right. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like not many people are taking advantage of pelvic floor therapy for whatever barrier they see. Yeah, even if it's just, like, I literally can't come to a visit, you know? totally, where it's just, like, I can't make time, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what you're offering at Birth Embodied is just, like, I feel like not out there. So tell us all about it. Yeah. Okay, so this is my new little baby. Yeah, we love it. (laughs) My non-human baby. Um, Yeah, so I'm just, like, okay, I have this lived experience. I have all this career experience. Like I've treated so many conditions and like, I want to kind of specialize in the perinatal community. Mm-hmm. Like what can, like, how can I use my skill set in a different way other than just like straight up treating people? So I don't know. It just kind of like evol- evolved out of, I don't even know. Like I was feeding my baby at like 2 a.m. at one point. And I thought of the name birth embodied and then like it just kind of snowballed from there and like, what can I do for this? Yeah. So yeah, the whole, the whole point is it's like birth preparation, like labor and birth preparation and then postpartum recovery through the lens of like my skill set. So a physical therapist skill set yeah. and goggles, which, you know, I obviously am, don't know every single birth education program ever mm-hmm. and I I know there are PTs doing this but like I just feel like there should be more because yeah. you know growing a baby then birthing that baby in one way or another is such a physical process mm-hmm. and it's just absurd that like it's not like these things are not taught by someone who's a specialist in it you know like absolutely like you are literally a specialist in how the body moves and grows and like evolves (laughs) yeah and like what happened like it's just insane that you know people don't think about what happens to your postural muscles when the center of mass is shifted forward like from between your feet like Totally. Three and like inches the forward. back pain, the hip pain, like yeah. all the things just because all of a sudden you have 10 pounds hanging off the front of you. Yeah. Like. Or like <laughs> you think of like your belly muscles, like mm-hmm. uh, so many people like right after giving birth always say, where is my core? You know? Yeah. And that's like the whole point of me starting this education business is to just answer those questions and just like, just straight up lay it out. Like, this is what these p- 
parts of your body are. This is how pregnancy affects it. This is how birth in whatever birth you have affects it. Mm -hmm. And this is like when you're in your postpartum phase, like when you want to start moving or doing things to kind of like recover and like, you know, use your body. Yeah. These are ways to do it. Um, so yeah, I mean like what you're saying before, for whatever reason, going to PT, you know, sessions is just not always accessible, whether it's finance or like, I literally just had a baby. I don't want to bring my baby to this clinic, you know, or just, yeah. Or like, I can't find a babysitter or just, you know, a million reasons. People find excuses, especially as a mom. Yeah. You feel like your time is spread so thin anyway. A lot of the time it's like the last thing I'm going to spend my free time on is PT like right I yeah get my nails done or something you know yeah what I, mean? no, I don't know <laughs> absolutely yeah it's just not necessarily on the top of the list for a lot of people yeah but I also think it's because they don't understand what a benefit it could be you right know, that it's not prioritized yeah and like if someone comes to one of my classes and then is like oh I should get PT then that's like great you know I'm not saying like you shouldn't go because yes, yes. that's like one big disclaimer is that like I'm not treating you. I'm yeah. giving you this information and giving you some exercises that are generally like safe and comfortable and gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's really exciting. And the classes are broken up right now. You know, it's still pretty new, but into two. So the first one is like late preg. What can you do in late pregnancy if you want to move your body to like maybe facilitate birth? And I was listening to um, the podcast you did with Ashley from Birth oh, Smarter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she was saying, like, you know, one of the one of her main pillars is that, like, the baby needs to move through your pelvis. Yes. Like, yes, it does. And, like, there's ways we can move our pelvis in late pregnancy yes. that, like, are really specialized in how the baby moves through the pelvis. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think of a pelvis, you know, it's kind of like a little bowl and in the earlier earlier phases of labor or even late pregnancy the the inlet so like the the top of the pelvis has to open mm-hmm. and then the middle of the pelvis needs to kind of like rotate as your baby moves down and rotates mm-hmm. and then as you're you know if you're having a vaginal birth and as you're pushing in the later stages the outlet needs to open so there's different exercises and like movements you can do in late pregnancy to just facilitate that and like get your pelvis like mobile and like yeah you know stuff like that and then you know obviously the pelvic floor that's like my career devotion yes Yes. (laughs) and like I feel like like so obviously I think people you know probably can understand the pelvic floor should relax you know ideally it's relaxed when you're in labor I mean that's like a whole other thing because like Yes. labor is uncomfortable yes, <laughs> so it's hard I to know. like be relaxed you're like yeah relax those muscles <laughs> yeah yeah but I do feel like if people like practice it and like have yeah. tools to do it it's really helpful um and what people maybe don't always know is that it's really not always easy for people to relax their pelvic floor mm-hmm. a lot of people clench their pelvic floor Um, And that's like half of what we treat in physical therapy, honestly, in different settings. So that's really helpful to like learn how to tune into your body. It's not just me telling you, okay, like you're going to get into this squat and you're going to relax. Like that's not it. Like a lot of our exercises and like movements go through 
like how to connect with your body, how to connect with this part of your body. I love that. Um, so yeah. And I think just like speaking to my own experience, I kind of told you before with my first birth, I was very like, go with the flow, whatever happens. Like I genuinely didn't know what to expect, even though I'd, I'd seen births before, Yeah. but I was just kind of like, I don't know how my body responds. Yeah. And then going into my second birth, I was so much more, and I'd done way more preparation, but I was so much more in tune with like literally the different layers of muscles in my body. Like I was like, oh, I know what I'm relaxing. I know what I'm contracting, you know? Yeah. And the difference it made in just like my labor process and my like pushing and my birth outcome, like it was night and day, truthfully. And in my recovery too. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, I know I can sit here postpartum and like, I can do those breathing exercises yeah. to like already start, you know, kind of tuning it back into those muscles. Yeah. And like I was able to sit up off the couch like way sooner than yeah. I was with my first baby. You know what I mean? And be that for whatever reason. But I, I genuinely think it was because I was way more in tune just with how my body was working. You right. Know? And when I knew enough to like work with it. Yeah. <laughs> it just was such a benefit to me. Totally. Give people that information. I'm like, you guys, this is gold. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Right. And like, like at the same time, it's not like super easy to just like connect with your body. So having like a framework and that's what Mm -hmm. like, you know, right now with my classes, everyone would get kind of like a plan, like a movement plan. Like this is all the exercises and stuff we practiced because it does take practice. Like you can't just expect to do five minutes of breathing and be like all right I'm good good. (laughs) yeah for sure so I feel like it is so helpful to have that connection before you give birth because then you know in the postpartum phase that's the that's the second half of my Mm -hmm. or like part two of this series which I love that you address both sides yeah because I feel like a lot of the time birth classes the majority of the focus obviously is on like the labor and the birth right and then you'll maybe get like a snippet of like Oh, in the postpartum, like, you'll see your doctor at six weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, me like, nuts. truly, I don't yeah. think a lot of – I think classes are evolving and more people are coming out, yeah. like, birth smarter. Like, yeah. they do address so much more than oh, a typical yeah. class. Yeah. Um, But to see, like, that education kind of evolve. Yeah. And, like, people who are actually starting to address the postpartum for what it is. Yeah. I think it will be game-changing for women that are having babies. Like Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And kind of my whole, like – thought on it is that you know it can be a really heavy time there's literally so much change I mean like Mm -hmm. every everything changes and that can be really hard for people and then on top of it just the cherry on top is that your body is like doesn't feel like your body anymore it's like what is yeah, happening you don't even know you don't yeah. like you're just like what is this yes and <laughs> my ho- yes <laughs> and my like that just I just feel like all of the changes can feel so heavy like mm-hmm. as, you know alongside you know obviously there's like mental health things that can come up after you have a baby and like you know think of someone who's dealing with that and then they're like what is happening with my body like yes. I literally can't move in bed so you know my whole goal is that at least people know what's happening with their body Mm -hmm. so that it's not scary and knowing I mean obviously there's things that are abnormal and like you know you should seek care when there's like this abnormal thing but um 
like knowing how their body works after they give birth mm-hmm. and like what you could do for it if you wanted to start doing something for it. I just feel like my goal is that like it takes off some of that weight of all those changes yes. and just being like, I still have core muscles. Mm-hmm. These are the muscles. Yes. Yep. They're a little stretched out. Why would I assume that they're not going to be, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like this is what happens to my vagina. This is what happens to my pelvic yes. floor. Like, so I just feel like literally just telling people yes. this, is, this is, this is how it is. And this is what parts of your body are affected and this is what you might expect expect or experience yeah, you know absolutely. maybe maybe it will just help like a drop in the bucket because like yeah, i said be more than that yeah I, like, genuinely i i didn't realize until my friends started having kids and mm-hmm. like i don't know i a couple of my sisters had kids before i did but like i don't think i realized what like my passion for women's health did for me from, like, an education standpoint. Yeah. Because I think I went into my birth and, like, I did know a lot. And, like, I yeah. understood how my body works because yeah. that's so interesting to me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I had, like, I had read about it. I had done the research. I yeah. knew what to kind of expect. But then I would started having, like, all these friends have kids and they were, like, so shook by what yeah. was happening. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, like, I knew that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Like you take it for granted a little. Knowledge, I totally yeah. took for granted. Yes. Because I didn't know anything different. Uh-huh. But then I see all these other people having this experience of like, I had no idea this was going to be a thing, you know, just because of lack of being told. Yeah. Or like information or education out there, you know, and if they're not like wildly passionate about it, like why are they going to be Googling this? <laughs> right. You know exactly. I mean? like, and like, duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, yeah, that's, like, my whole goal is that people, like, leave this two-hour class, like, having some understanding and, like, knowing what what happens to your body during pregnancy, after you give birth, like, kind of, like, the stages of healing. And one thing I, like, kind of recently told someone when I was talking about my birth-embodied thing is I was, like, they're like, is it evidence-based? And I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, because like, a, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, like, oh man, such a health. Like, a yeah, health yeah, yeah, thing, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> and like my, yeah, yeah. And my thought was Which just like, it's that's just good. like healing. But yeah. the thing that's bananas is that because tissue healing in the world of physical therapy is just like common, like everyone knows about it. Yes. Like everyone knows when you tear, you know, you know, all this stuff you go to PT for, but it is bananas that tish, that sort of thing is not translated into this population. Like where like, it is very common to tear. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is the time it takes muscle to heal. This is how muscle heals. This is like, like how you can help it heal. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just, you know, I don't know. And I feel like that's where, meshing all of these different types of providers is so important because like bringing in different knowledge and bringing in different backgrounds because you know I would never teach a birth education course about labor and birth outside of like what I know because I don't know what I'm talking about you know what I'm saying so um I think it's so helpful to have just like all these different brains and these different backgrounds and that's my whole thing. I wrote like one little blog post so far and it's like, 
why should a physical therapist be involved in birth education? And it's like, why would they not be? Like, it just makes no sense. It's like such a physical thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's my whole thing. I, I love mean, that perspective. And I think yeah. just like what you said, like, why are they not? Yeah. <laughs> like, here you are to change it. Which yeah. Is so cool. Yeah. And I can't wait to see, like, what it becomes, truthfully. I know. I, I mean, am kind of curious, though. So with your classes, uh-huh. is it, like, a single class you attend, or is it, like, a series of classes? Like, if someone yeah. were to, like, come and take them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is it, like... I yeah. Know. So, I mean, my goal is that... Um, so, how I have it set up right now is that each month there will be an in-person, so, okay. like, in Salt Lake City, and then an online, like, a Zoom one. Amazing. Um, it's just one class. Like I have them slotted for two hours Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it's just kind of like a, just a flat out, like, and maybe I'll change it, you know, as I get feedback or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's like the part one, which is the pregnant, like, you know, labor preparation, Mm -hmm. birth preparation, and then the part two, but that's it. Um, is that in one class or like one class is labor and one class is postpartum? Yes. Sorry. Yes. They're kind of two. two, two So you could take, yes. And you could like the one I have coming up, like some people are, you have a class coming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's in, it's on December 3rd. If you're in Salt Lake City, you can go to my like Instagram or website. Um, I'm hosting. And I'll tag you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm hosting at a local midwife midwifery clinic who I've worked with before. It's really wonderful. And then on December 10th, which is the next Saturday, is the online one. Cool. Just to space them out. But um, yeah, and like already, you know, someone who's already in their postpartum phase, like it, they don't need to take the first one. So yeah. like. They can you just know, hop in for the second one. Yeah, yeah, but the people signed up already. They're pregnant and they they're taking like both. Yeah. Um. So and like I welcome like, you don't you know you could like be a doula or whoever. Totally. Well, I'm like um, the information you're <clears throat> offering would be so beneficial just to know. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like no yeah. matter if you're in birth work, kind of you know no matter what facet you're in it, just to have a greater understanding of how the body is working and. Yeah, you know how it's transforming through yeah. pregnancy and birth and the postpartum, and like what what do you have to lose? Yeah, <laughs> by and gaining more information. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I feel like too, it, it might kind of give people a glimpse into like the viewpoint of a physical therapist because I feel like pelvic PT is so buzzy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, I love pelvic PTs," but it's like no one really knows what we do unless yes. you go to one of us or, you know you're one of our friends or, you know, my husband knows a lot about pelvic PTs. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, like it could kind of give you a glimpse of like what we're, what we look at and like what we care about. Um, because maybe it can help, help you like, you know, guide someone to someone to get help or whatever. But, um, yeah, just kind of like opening the book into some of this stuff and it's not you know the other thing that kind of it's weird I guess it's nothing's like super groundbreaking like I said about like tissue healing yes like it's not groundbreaking yes I know and so just I just feel like packaging it and like a really tangible that's one of my main things like it has to be tangible Mm -hmm. like I can't just like drone on about things that like don't matter to you know people so um like things that like you relate with in the moment 
you will relate with in the future and like things you can do and like kind of simplified. I love it. And like I said, like if someone, obviously I'll tell people like what I do as a pelvic PT and like if they find themselves needing pelvic PT, then like, there you go. They already have like a reference or resource. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's so incredible. That's my whole thing. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I love it. Maybe it's just my personality, but I have always been the type to want all the info and education, especially when it comes to pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum. So for me, Sam's class, absolute no-brainer. Her motive is to help people out there truly understand the effects of pregnancy and childbirth on your body. She offers such a unique perspective and just totally this expertise as a pelvic floor physical therapist who has also had her own birth experience. Gaining an understanding of what the body is going through at a muscular level, heading into this big life change of like pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum, it's just going to give you so much perspective. The information she is sharing at Birth Embodied is truly the perfect supplement to your birth prep. So I would give her a follow on Instagram at birth.embodied and check out her courses. They're going live here in Salt Lake City, Utah on December 3rd and over Zoom on December 10th. She is fantastic. You don't want to miss out. If you're not already, follow me along on Instagram at undereducated.pod and catch us here next week for another episode. Mm -hmm.